Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Tomlin. And I am Michael Tomlin, and we are your hosts. We encourage and equip girls, ministry leaders, and families in knowing their identity and calling while cheering them on to start making waves for Christ in their homes, communities, and world. It's a joy to bring some encouraging and thought-provoking conversations that will help you navigate life and start making an impact everywhere you go as well as walking out at home. We have some amazing guests that make an impact all while walking out their faith in a practical way. Before you hear today's conversation, I want to ask that you would leave a five-star review and share this episode with at least one friend that you think might like this or need it. We'd also like to connect with you on Instagram at Waves Ministry Inc. All right, let's get on with our conversation. Welcome to season seven of the Waves Ministry Podcast. I am so excited to be back with the Waves Ministry Podcast this year, this season. Um, we took a little hiatus because guess what? I'm a founder, Caroline Tomlin now. I got married. I got married. He liked it, so he put a ring on it, right? Finally, finally. So many of you have heard me say over the years that my husband's GPS signal was a little bit off and he got a little lost, but thankfully, he finally found his way back to me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And guess what? He's fine. He can pray. And God does answer his prayers. So the th- three things I've told you girls for years um, is, is he fine? Can he pray? And does God answer his prayers? He can do all three. So praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So um, let me formally introduce myself as Mrs. Caroline Tomlin. And let me formally introduce my husband to you, Mr. Michael Tomlin. I'm very excited. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, it, it was love at first. <laughs> we did not meet online dating. We actually no. met um, on Instagram, oddly enough. There was a first sighting, though, that happened, and then um, a formal chat started yep. on Instagram. So uh, <laughs> you can go to either one of our Instagrams and see the funny little yeah. sighting that we had as we reenacted our fun. first sighting of each other. So um, I wanted to just reintroduce myself. If you're new to Waves Ministry, Welcome. We're so glad you're here. Uh, again, my name is Caroline Tomlin. Started this ministry about nine years ago. It started out as a girls' ministry, but this year we are expanding. We have Super so exciting. many exciting things that we're doing. We um, at first it started out as a girls' ministry that was local in the Dustin area, just for girls' conferences, and then it kind of expanded from there to be girls' conferences in different cities, different states. Um, and then it eventually started crossing oceans and started going to different nations. And so Waves Ministry has had a tremendous impact, um, really just focusing on identity and calling and girls and raising up the next generation of leaders in, in girls ministry. And so we really truly believe in making waves for Christ. Um, our core things that we talk about is breaking points in your faith. We talk about currents you get swept up in. We talk about high tide seasons where you're covered up. And God is working on you beneath the surface. Not everybody can see it. And then low tide seasons where God has kind of exposed everything. And it's time to like testify about all that God has done. Mm -hmm. And then the last season is really the Great Commission, which is making waves for Christ in your home, community, and world. And so those are kind of the things that we've talked about nationwide, globally. Um, We've done some different things like we've launched girls Bible study kits. I've written a book that is really to coach the next generation of girl youth pastors um, or girls wanting to get into ministry. 
But this year, we are so excited as we're redefining so many things about Waves. Waves is expanding. And so it's not just a ministry. You know, the theme that we had and the, the key word that we had for 2022 was more than a ministry, more than a conference is, was the mm-hmm. name of it. And so that was kind of the phrase that I felt like God gave me. And it didn't make sense at the time because at the time I was very single. And I was like, I know this is more than a conference, but like, I mean, we have Bible studies and I coach youth pastors sometimes, but like, what do you mean it's more than a conference? And then as the year um, kind of progressed, God really made it quite clear to me that, man, it really and truly is more than a conference. We are expanding to do things like the podcast. It's been going on already, mm-hmm. but it's going to be more than just a girls' ministry podcast. I'm including my husband in as a co-host. Thank you, Jesus. Very excited. Um, because some of you guys um, started out with Waves as a 13-year-old girl or 14-year-old girl or 15-year-old girl, and here we are nine years later, and you're 23 or you're 24 or you're 19, and you have a boyfriend or you have guy friends that are wanting to go into ministry, and you're like, I have this cool resource, but it's really for girls. And that can kind of be awkward. And so one of the things I've always dreamed of doing was expanding it to guys. And so I'm so excited that we can. Um, We're going to keep the girls' ministry alive and active and well, as it always has. Um, But we are expanding some things. And so this year, Michael and I are launching a new group. It's it's connected with Blended Kingdom Families. We're going to be leading... um, a kingdom family small group for blended families. I, if you know my testimony at all, you know that I grew up in a blended family. Yep. My parents divorced when I was five. Um, I had step siblings at different times. I have a half sister. Michael has the same exact story. Yep. He has half siblings. He has step siblings. Yep. His parents divorced when he was little. Um, and now here we are, both of us finding ourselves in a blended family. And yep. I have three stepchildren now. And so, amazing. you know, which is so amazing. And so it's kind of cool because we don't have all the answers, but we can definitely speak from experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I can speak from experience as a youth pastor and dealing with blended families. But then on top of that, we're literally living it. And so maybe your parents or maybe you're somebody that's starting to walk into a blended family. Yep. We're going to be doing some things for blended families. Yeah. Um, in addition, we're going to be launching our girls' conference this summer. We're going to do it in the summer. We're so excited. Something I've always dreamed of doing was doing girls' conference in the summer. And so we're going to do it in the summer because I'm not I'm not on staff at a church. That's I have so time great. to do it in the summer. So why not take a girls' trip, road Heck trip, yes. down to Destin in June and enjoy your time at the beach and, and get your worship on? Heck yes. And then in addition, we're looking at doing some things internationally this year um, as we continue to expand Christy Merriman, who was on the Waves team for so many years, she stepped off for a few years, but she is back um, alive and well. You'll hear from her in this podcast series Mm -hmm. that we're doing. But Christy, she um, she is doing some things in partnership with a ministry in South Africa, and we are so excited to partner. She's joined our board of directors, and we're going to be doing some things in South Africa. So Lots of really cool things as we're redefining this ministry as we do some things towards marriage and relationships. And Mm -hmm. so really, let me tell you about my husband. So if you don't know about him, he is a guy who loves to worship. He, I, one of my favorite things about Michael is that I oftentimes will be in my room, I'll be putting on my makeup, getting dressed for the day, and I'll hear him come into our living room and he will be playing the piano and worshiping Jesus. Or every now and then I'm the light creeper chick that gets on my nest cam in the middle of the day, of the day at work and I spy on him because I know he works from home sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, what is he doing? I miss him. And so I'll go on our nest cam and he'll be sitting at the keyboard or playing on his guitar, singing songs to Jesus. That's mm-hmm. just 
just him. He writes songs. He loves to worship. Yeah. Um, he is prophetic in nature and that he can get a word of knowledge or, or get, he doesn't think he is sometimes, but, <laughs> but, um, but he definitely is. And it's kind of cool because the Lord speaks to him at the funniest times, like Funny. at the gas station eating Chick-fil-A because it's the Lord's chicken. It's just what happens. Yeah. So anyway, that's Michael, but he also is a businessman. Um, he's a kingdom ministry business marketplace guy. He does real estate um, and he's quite good at it, honestly. And so um, he is a dad to three darling kids and he had we have Bravery, who's yep. three. Um, we have Beckham, who's five, and then we have Charlie, who is nine. And so um, they're with us off and on, and yeah. we had a lot of fun over the Christmas break with them. And so, anyway, that's that's my husband in a nutshell, if I had well, to say that, it. I, that, that was sweet. He loves Jesus. I, 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 I don't know how he to talk. He loves me well, too. I don't know how to talk about myself. So I'm always like, hey, will you just introduce me? Because I don't know what to say about myself. <laughs> There's tons of awards. But anyway, um, but I will say one of the things that I love about Michael is he has been so consistent with me. I know that there have been many relationships I've been in where the guy has not been consistent in how he treated me or even consistent in what he said versus what he did. And Michael has been consistent um, all the way through the process. He was consistent with me. And now that we've been married for X number of months, um, when we're recording this, we'll be right at that like mm -hmm. five and a half month mark. Yeah. Um, we, you know, he has been consistent even since we've been married with yeah. the same things that he did whenever we were dating. And so um, I'm eternally grateful for that. So, babe, it's your first time on the Waves Ministry I podcast. I'm so excited to be part I just want you to know that. I'm, I'm so, so excited. <laughs> so, okay, so one thing that we always ask our guest, and we're going to kind of go back and forth is we always ask our guest, what is your favorite song to listen to on Road Trip? So, me being the music guy that I am, mm -hmm. I'm always digging into music. <laughs> always. I, I, sent, I sent you a new song today. You haven't listened to it yet. Literally. But I will. What I did, because I am horrible at picking one song, is that I picked a bunch. Put them in a playlist. And so what I've done is I've got a love playlist. I've got like a you worship. Updates it often. Like a worship kingdom playlist where like I'm like, you want to get wrecked? Let's listen to this one. Mm -hmm. And then we've got like um I sometimes I listen to like my most popular for the year songs. If I'm just like I don't know what to pick, so they're kind of all jumbled together. Okay. So it's hard to say one song, but I'm I, I lean towards like I've got like a punk rock emo playlist that I listen to. I've got a love playlist full of all different genres and then I've got my worship playlist and they all just intermingle. Very nice. I'm, that's that's not a great answer, but that's no. what I got. It's good. It's good. But what about you? I have not heard this answer, so I would love to know what is your favorite? So my favorite thing to turn on, it, it depends on the season though. Seasonally it could change. Like, but you know like if it's at Christmas time, <laughs> Amy Grant, a tender Tennessee Christmas is where it is. I, I had his daughter in the car the other day, and I like literally locked her in the car, and I started singing it at the top of my lungs. But um, but you can always, always, always count on Mariah Carey's "Always Be My Baby." Ooh. Do do do. Oh. 
<laughs> Listen, we were rocking. We were rocking that. We were on the way to pick up my I'll sister like, from the airport. I'll be just belting it out and like singing it to her. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, that Mariah Carey, I can I can always get down with Mariah Carey. Well, as we're redefining um, waves, what in season seven? What is the reason why we picked relationships redefined? What was the what was the reason behind all of that? So there's a couple reasons. Um, one is when I looked, this is super practical, but one was whenever I looked up all of my past um, like algorithms and different uh, kind of just reports on podcast series and such that we've done over this the last six seasons, um, the relationship series seemed to be the ones that had like the spikes and it was like, man, people are wanting this information and they need it. And so I saw that and I was like, okay, there's obviously a need here. Um, also, one of the things that I think has has kind of happened over the last couple of years in our culture is relationships have gotten kind of muddled. Um, I think it began in 2020 and then pushed through to where we are today, where people were forced to relook at things, redecide things forced to be in relationship with people that they didn't really want to be in. Um, maybe it was they were forced to be in the same household as somebody that they really didn't want to spend that much time with. Maybe it was that out of desperation and loneliness, they got into a relationship that was not healthy for them. Um, but I felt like because of that, those two reasons, it was time to kind of rediscover that topic. Also, something that I've always desired to do, now Brenna and myself at one point did a series called Single Saved Waiting and Dating. And I I still highly recommend going back to that series on TikTok or on Instagram. Um, I know that helped quite a few people. Um, but there were still things in that series that I didn't quite feel like I could say because I was still in the process of walking through it. Yeah. Like what we talked about with the high tide seasons where God has you covered and, and God's working on you beneath the surface. There were things I was walking out in the natural that um, I knew, okay, I'm going to talk about this later. But because I'm in process, it's not a good time for me to share that. Yeah. And so now that I'm on the other side of it, there's some things about singleness I feel like I can speak to very easily now. Versus in that time, I was like, I don't know, I'm still walking through it. <laughs> Today I'm having a bad day. I don't have the answer for Yeah, now. like I'm not sure. You yeah. know, um, and then on the other side of it too, I feel like some people, like I know for myself, like I heard of um, had people having been pursued correctly or mm -hmm. having been courted or having, you know, just those relationships with dudes. But there's one thing to hear about it and then to experience it. Yeah. And so I think having um, my husband be able to speak to that is really a blessing. Um, but we also have a few other things that we'll cover where it's like talking about distractions because Lord knows I've been distracted in relationships before. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been on some crazy trains before, shoveling the coal, making the train go faster, you know? And like, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. it's true. And, and we get in those moments and we're like, I know this isn't good, but there's nothing else. Right. And so I think it's time to just kind of address and redefine some of those things. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so as we're talking about redefining these things, um, I want to kind of start with the basis of like the three most important relationships you have outside of God. Now outside of God, cause we all know it's a given that your relationship with God is the number one, absolutely. Right? Um, but outside of your relationship with God, what would be your next three most important relationships that you have? You know, I took some time to think about this. Honestly, my wife is first. She, if, if that relationship isn't in order, then everything else 
house is going to fall aside. Yeah. Like, tr- truthfully. Um, relationship with my children, because that's kind of what God has entrusted me. But but the third one took me a minute to think about, honestly. And it 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 was a relationship with myself. Mm. Um, you know, I, 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 I could have... Having good relationships with other people outside my home is great and all coworkers mm-hmm. and different people within the community. But like, if I don't have good thoughts about myself, mm-hmm. then like, that's just not. And that's a command. Yeah. Well, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself, loving others as you love yourself. I've, I've, I found as I've lived that honestly, you, it's hard to love others when you don't love yourself. That's right. I mean, truthfully, and 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 so that that's kind of a lot of times the battle of my mind tends mm-hmm. to be the thing that I deal with the most. Um, I think about a role of a husband when the Bible says, "Hey, you are the head of you're the priest of the home, right?" Mm-hmm. Just as Christ is head of the church and his bride, mm-hmm. same same thing there. And so, in in my mind, there's a and that's a covenant relationship. That's a covenant relationship. Um, Just like you and God. A, a good husband loves his wife unconditionally and is a servant leader, just as Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about a role of a father is to bring up the next generation mm-hmm. and training them in the way they should go. But the role to myself was a little bit different because it's it's imitating God. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like There's a constant dying to self. Um, it's seeking his kingdom and his righteousness over my wants right. and desires. Um, it's to guard my heart and to flee from temptation, right. um, to be a man after God's heart or a woman after God's heart. Those are the things that I think of when I think having a good relationship with myself. It's, 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 I, it's just so important to know your identity and who you are in Christ, um, before you start going out into others. Cause it, if, again, if you don't love yourself, how can you love others? That's right. So if you're talking to a single chick or a single guy, mm-hmm. I feel like that um, that order may reverse a little bit. So I'm just in hearing you talk. I'm like, man, if you're a single person out there and you're going, well, I don't have a spouse. Does that mean I love my boyfriend? <laughs> number one, after God? Mm-hmm. No. no. It actually puts them like down to number four. You know, um, does it, if you don't have kids... You may think like, oh, let me remind you, you have spiritual kids. Mm -hmm. If you are single, you need to flip that order to where your first thing is to love God. Second is to work on loving yourself. Because as you know how to love yourself and love God, you're going to learn how to love others. Mm -hmm. And that that fathering that you do as a physical father, um, you can do as a spiritual mother or father, right? Like Because we always have someone beneath us. As, and I don't mean like you're beneath me. I mean like somebody younger than us that we're fathering or mothering. Yeah. And we always have someone above us, right? And then the last thing is, because a lot of times you see these people get into relationships and they're like treating their boyfriend <laughs> as if they're their husband. And like what they say about their job or what they say about what they do with their next course of life goes. And I'm like, you ain't married to him. You don't have to do yeah. that, you know. Um, That's so, the difference between a covenant relationship right. versus just a relationship, right? Exactly. You know, we're you, there's. I, I think about your 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 fathering and mothering and mentoring mm-hmm. those that are under you. That maybe they look to you as a role model, or That's or, right. or or um. But but having relationships within your family would That's probably right. 
rank high in that as as, as well, right? right? Exactly. Your, your your father and your mother, your brother and your sister, all of that right. goes into it as well. That's right. That's right. So, um, but here, in in saying that, in, in saying that, um, what would you let's let's start here? What's the baseline? What's the definition of these relationships? How would we define relationships? in general, with your family, with your coworkers or significant other? I mean, what's, what's kind of the general baseline? So, you know, whenever I think of relationships, I, I like to take it back all the way to the beginning, um, to before, before there was even a world or an earth. Like, God was not alone, right? It, it begins in Genesis, and it, it says just that, that they were sitting in the heavens, right? And it's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? And that the Holy Spirit was that was hovering over the waters, right? Whenever God formed the earth, that we were not created to be alone. Um, not even God is is truly alone because there's three different assets to who He is and how He operates. And so we were never created to be alone. And so relationship is, in my opinion, it's about a oneness in body, and not just body, but but in soul. Everybody has these soul ties between one another, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like we have good soul ties with each other. We have bad soul ties with yeah. each other. And some are godly and some are ungodly, right? And so we were not created to be alone. That's why even from an infancy state, when a baby is born, if they are not held, if they are not touched, if they are not talked to, even plants need companionship, right? Like those things at the very basis will fail to thrive. Um, there's an actual psychological term. It's a medical term, fail to thrive, um, that will happen to a baby if it's not talked to, held, all those things. We were created for relationship, which is why God says that, um, that the marriage relationship mirrors that of, of him and us, right? Because there's a covenant bond there. And so whenever it comes to that basic definition, it just means to be in community and companionship and to be known. Mm -hmm. um, because here's the thing. We are in relationship with people all day, every day. They know us or they don't know us. And, and those relationships, like even if they don't know us, it's still a relationship, Right. And so, but the, to truly be known is a gift. Um, when it comes to your relationship within your family, everyone has a role in their family. And I don't just mean like first sibling, second sibling, third sibling, like everyone has a role and a place in their family and in some sort of way that they're supposed to contribute or they have a purpose, right? Um, like I think about in our family, like we have um, one of our kids is just super joyful all the time. I mean, if, if he's not joyful, he's like crying upset because he's gotten his feelings hurt. Yeah. But it's one of those things that I look at it and I go, man, like he was brought to our family to bring joy. Mm -hmm. And even, um, and the first thing he picks up on is if there's not joy. Yeah. Um, and he's very like, very in tune with that. And it's like, I think there's just, I mean, like, I think sometimes my, like as much as I've pastored people, I definitely think I'm the pastor in my family. Like, I will go to a family gathering, and everyone will be sitting around, hanging out, giggling, talking, telling funny stories. And I somehow will end up in the corner on the couch. He witnessed it in May. I'll end up in the corner on the couch, <laughs> not eating Cheetos, but somebody eating Cheetos, telling me about their life story crying and me trying to help them and pastor them. And it's not a bad thing. Like, I've had family members say to me, like, 
hey, Caroline, I came here this weekend and I was going to corner you at some point because I knew I needed your help with this in yep. prayer. And I thought, man, like sometimes it gets annoying because you're like, I just want to have fun too. But like, <laughs> I know that that's my role, you know? And so I think whenever it comes to family, like everybody has a role. And so maybe you need to pray about that. Like, what's my role yeah. in my family? Yeah. Um, when it comes with the significant other, obviously, depending on who you are, whether you're the dude and you're supposed to be the pursuer or whether you're the chick, like it depends on how you're supposed to act. Yep. Um, when you're a friend, um, you, you have everybody has their their different people in the friend groups, right? Like I think of what we talked about with uh, our daughter, where we have different circles. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so, in the same way, hey, who's your inner? Who's your mm-hmm. mid circle? Right. The ones who know a little, but not everything. Right. And then who's your outer circle? Who right. is? It's defining that target. You've heard us talk about that before. It's that target practice that we do. Mm -hmm. That it's like, okay, who's in my inner throne room circle? Like, there's not that much room on a target to hit the the bullseye, right? So there's not going to be that many people there. Um, So I think you're right on that. And then whenever it comes to teachers, coworkers, parents, coaches, mentors, like those are the people you're supposed to be submitting yourself to, right? Um, whether it's in training for the future of your life or whether it's training in life and, and godliness, right? Um, so those are different areas. Well, what would you, in, in, in those relationships, okay, so now that we kind of have a baseline of for a definition, what would need to be redefined within those relationships to glorify God? Okay, so let me give you some examples. So in my family, me knowing I'm the preacher chick, right, um, there have been times where I've tried to go into my family to fix everyone and to try to Bible beat them. Like I, I've gone in, I've been like, you're a sinner, you're a sinner, you're living with your boyfriend, you're angry and throw things at the wall, you, you know, and, and that, yes, do I have the ability to see righteous from unrighteous 100%? I have discernment. However, as the pastoral role, at times where I've done that, I remember the Lord really convicted me one time. And I felt like the Lord was like, when you go home, all I want you to do is shut your mouth and serve. Don't say anything. And I was like, ugh, I don't like to serve. I mean, I do like to serve. That is good. But I was like, ugh. And you know what? It was crazy. I think after two different family engagements where I went um, to different functions, I focused on serving. And I, the first time I went, I remember I was like, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. And I remember standing at the kitchen sink doing dishes. And I hate doing dishes. And I was doing dishes and I was like, this is impossible. Why am I doing this right now? I'm doing dishes for someone I don't even like. Like, you know, like, you know, <laughs> you know what it is. And Family. it was crazy because I want to say like two hours later, the person I was doing it for literally came and sat down next to me and he started talking to me about God. And they wanted me to pray for them about some things. And I remember, and it was the first time ever in 34 years of life that that person had ever opened up to me and my family. Wow. But all I had to do was serve. And you think about it, so many times Jesus would meet the actual physical needs of the people before he ever actually touched the spiritual needs. Yes. Um, and so I think a lot of times, like, figuring out, like, okay, what is it that needs to be done here? Um, sorry, we're real people. We have... Devices in our house. Um, whenever I think of significant other, again, how do you make sure that that's glorifying God? Obviously, you want to be living out the biblical principles whenever it comes to a dating relationship. 
um, one of the things I get most frustrated with, and I know I'm like, I, I, as a youth pastor, people used to get really irritated with me, but I would be like, do they love Jesus? <laughs> should be a common sense thing. Like should be. Like why? Why would you yoke your, why would you link up with <laughs> someone that doesn't believe the same thing? And their you? answers are, well, he's super cute, though. Oh, my gosh. Did you see his hair? He does this. Like, no. So, I'm just like, first up, I'm like, are you equally yoked? Like, they like Jesus. If you don't like Jesus and they don't like Jesus, cool. Yeah. Like, cool. Like, if you say you're a Christian but don't go to church, then you need to be with someone that says they're a Christian and doesn't go to church. Yeah. Like, be equal, whatever it yeah. is. Because otherwise, you're going to have all sorts of confusion and questions, and and, and like it's not going to be happy. Yeah. And so you want to be equally yoked with somebody. You want to. It's easy to follow his lead. Easy to follow his lead because I know that he submits himself to Christ, and I can trust somebody. I think it's easy for him. I'm going to guess to listen to me whenever I feel like something's wrong because he trusts that I hear Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Um, I think about like with our friends, sometimes recognizing that some friends are not good for us. Like there are certain friends I look back on my history that when I hung out with them, I just did stupid things. Like I just made stupid decisions. Like yeah. not even necessarily bad decisions, just stupid decisions. I'm like, wasn't your best idea? Like, you know, yeah. and it's like, are these friendships, are these relationships producing the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I've seen the sign, but me, it's like, it's like, me. sorry, let me say one more thing. But whenever it comes to that, I'm like, man, they will know them by their fruit. If their relationship is producing good fruit, it's probably a good relationship. I think that um, when you're when you're navigating friend groups, sometimes mm -hmm. they start off a good friend and yes. it becomes toxic, right? Um, I think when you're navigating the friend friend groups, you're um, you have to kind of look at the fruit that's being bore. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, um, you know, it's, you have to move certain friends in and out of that mm -hmm. targets that we talked about. Yeah. Um, I think that it friend groups. You know, my my mom used to say, "Son, you are who you hang out with." Mm -hmm. You are. And 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 so. It's there, there. There's an analogy that if I stand on this stool here, um, what's easier, me to pull you up to the stool, or you to pull me down off of it? That's right. And and so truthfully, go tumbling down every time. Every time. Every time. <laughs> and 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 so I think that whenever we're navigating friend groups, mm -hmm. you have to be particular of of, of who you're hanging out with, That's right. because sometimes you have friends that are only there for a season to propel you to where you're supposed to be. That's right. But they're not supposed to be there in the next season. Right. And they may be there in your life to teach you something. Yeah. Very well maybe. Um, now, whenever it comes to these different relationships, because the thing is, is you always want to be pointing back to God. Um, what are some practical ways we can put boundaries around those relationships? I love being married to you. Let me just say that. I love being married to you. And so I have a lot of thoughts that pertain to our marriage. And I'll start there. Um, within a marriage or even engaged, 
dating even some, but definitely marriage would for I'm me no is I am I I believe in open phone policy mm. with boundaries. Okay, I I I think. You know, I've got nothing to hide. You want to go through my phone, you're more than welcome to. There's nothing that I do on my phone that you can't see. Right. Um, the other thing that I would say is don't hang out with the opposite sex alone. Yes. Um, it, it, whether they're your best friend, they're your friend, they're your coworker, they're your this, they're your that. Whether we realize it or not, that's an open door. And somebody and, always gets the feels. Yeah, always. And nine, eight times out of ten, I find men always have a, a hidden uh, motive, like a hidden agenda. And so, um, you know, I, I'm I'm very particular about that. Um, and and you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, but I, I I live that as well. Yeah. Um, there some of the other things that I think with boundaries around relationships. Um, if if you're in a dating relationship. Hey, read the Word of God and practice what that is. If, if, if you're having temptations, the, where the Bible says to flee, f- fleeing from temptation doesn't mean like, mm, I'll just I'll just scooch over a little bit. Flee literally means to get up and run the opposite direction, complete total opposite. Um, you know, it it it's it's resisting what. Um, what the devil's just throwing at you, yeah. right? Right? Because the devil throws all kind of stuff at you when you're dating. And and um, so there's that. Um, we, we talked about friend groups, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And what, what they're coming in and out. Um, boundaries around your family. Like, oh my gosh. Like, this is, this is tough, but sometimes family members can bring about some, some toxic things in our lives. And, and, and putting the boundaries in place. Now, you have to submit to your parents when you're yeah. at a certain age, 1,000%. I'm not saying that. But they're, they're, as you grow older and become an adult and as you, you, you start to figure some things out, and I think that having the right boundaries with certain family members is very healthy for mm-hmm. you to be able to grow into the adult that God's called you to be. That's right. That's amazing. I love that. Um. For you, what would you say would be um, scriptures to kind of back up a lot of the way that the Bible redefines relationships? Or what are what are biblical examples that we can use that redefine those relationships? You know, I think about, like, as we were talking about that target um, with our friendships, <coughs> excuse me, um, as we talk about that target, I immediately think of Jesus with that target. Right? Like Jesus had these 12 disciples, right? But then he even had bigger groups of disciples that followed him, like large groups of people that followed him and wanted to be like him and learn from him. And so you have Jesus that had all these people, and he kind of knew them a little bit, but they knew him more from afar. But then he had these 12 guys that he went and did a lot of things with. But then he had like three that he was super close with, and they got to be there for a lot of stuff. And so I think about how Jesus had that kind of a model, and it's like, man, I live that. Like, I live it. Like, yeah. I truly do. Like, if you girls have followed um, Waves Ministry for a minute, you know that there's been a few girls that have been in Waves Ministry Corner for a long time, yeah. and we are very tight. And so, like, and even today, like, there's only a few people in that inner target that get to know me. And even 
even whenever I think about people that I've mentored, there's a few that I have truly mentored. Like they've been in my home day in, day out. They've seen me cry. They've seen me like do hard things, hard things. They've seen me be celebrated and and accomplish things. Mm -hmm. There's a few that have seen that. But then there's others that I've mentored that it's like they get the professional side, right? Yeah. And so there's a difference. And I think Jesus walked that out pretty plainly. Um, whenever it comes to relationships, a story in the Bible that really spoke to both of us um, separately, which was really cool that the Lord spoke to us separately on this, but Jacob um, Jacob and Rebecca and Rachel, yeah. um, just about how, how, he, how he had to wait and how he had to work. And how he served, and he was willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think it's kind of neat because even from afar off, like when he comes riding in, she's like, oh, there he is. You know, um, I think about Joshua and Moses and the mentoring relationship. Like you can see in the word when Moses is in the tent of meeting with God and he's having this aha moment with the Lord. It literally says, and there was Joshua sitting right outside the tent. You know, and I think about how he must have been out there for hours listening. So then whenever his mentor passes away and he is handed the torch to go forward, you know, the thing that the Lord says to him in Joshua 1, which I just just love Joshua. (laughs) But like, you know, it says, be strong and courageous and do not be afraid. I'm going to go with you just like I went with Moses. And then what does he do? The next thing he does is he, he does this big miracle with with the parting of another sea. And it's like, it's like, hey, just in case you forgot, I did this for Moses. Now I'm going to do it again for you. Oh, so good. You know, and it's like, and Joshua had watched that. And so I think about mentoring relationships like that. I think about the family relationship of, of Esther and Mordecai. Um, Esther um, has this, I don't know if it was an uncle or a cousin. It's people, get, they, they argue on that whatever. He was an older dude that was like an uncle or a cousin. And he, he pretty much was raising her. But whenever she gets in this predicament where she is um, about to go before the king to be chosen out of the, as the queen out of the choice of thousands, she is, is faced with this thing of like, oh my goodness, I'm a Jew. He's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she, of course, calls for help. She, she sends forth a word that she needs to talk to Mordecai and he meets her at the gate through her messenger And he instructs her as a wise mentor and family member and says, fast and pray, call a fast. And so she goes back with her maidservants and she does this fast. And I think, man, like that would have been easy. And he then creates a scene and he tears his clothes with sackcloths and he's putting ashes all over himself, making a scene. And and it's like, but that's what we do as a family, right? Like when we know that one of our family members is hurting, we hurt with them. Um, we fast for them, we pray for them, we contend to heaven for them. And so those are just a few of, of the examples that I thought of. What about you, Michael? I've got some scriptures lined up. I mean, I, I think um, I've got First Peter. Mm. First Peter 4, above all, mm. love each other deeply because yes. love covers a multitude of sins. Yes. Um, think of Ephesians 4.29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs. That it may benefit those who listen. And here's the thing. I want to point out. It's according to their needs. Mm. We're not just throwing out helpful advice that really isn't over, could be over, overstepping the line. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have to be cautious of what's beneficial to that person and their needs at the time. Yes, right? It's, it's, so let's good. be aware of that. I mean, you would know that if you're in a relationship with them. <laughs> 
The last one I've got is Proverbs 13, 20. Walk with the wise and become wise for a companion mm-hmm. of fools suffers. And honestly, that just goes back to saying when we're talking about the friend group, uh, you know, just be cautious of who you spend your time with. Jesus, he did hang out with sinners, but he didn't hang out with them in the ways that a lot of times these Christianese people come in and be like, well, Jesus hung out with the, he went to the bar, the bar and, and, and did this and that. Like He did, but, but he went with purpose. He went with purpose and he didn't engage. He was in the world and not of the world. That is exactly what the scripture teaches us. Be in the world, but not of the world. Instead, he spent his time with his friend group, the 12 disciples. That would, that it's just being aware of that. So yeah. walk with the wise, become wise. So in, in talking about, about those different examples from the word, let's, let's talk about um, practical. How do we redefine relationships in a culture that is opposite to God's words, because because it's one thing to redefine relationships in general, but doing that in a world that the the culture is completely opposite to the truth of God or the Word of God, how do we do that? Well, first of all, listen. I like to use the term "Don't be a creepy Christian." Don't be a creepy Christian. I say that all There's the time because we Christianese and Christianize so many things that the world just is a little turned off by. But we have to understand that people may not understand it when we do God's way, but God's way is so much better and so worth it. So worth it. Um, We seek him in his word, in prayer and worship, in the community with other believers. Um, We live our faith through relationships boldly without compromise. Um, Be authentic to who you are in Christ and who you are to yourself. Um, And if you knew yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Worked on that relationship, that goes a, a long way. But 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 the, the the culture of today is like there's so much going on right now in, in the Christian world. There's the deconstruction movement happening right now, and and and, and it's tough to see as a believer because I'm like, God, what is what are you, what's going on? But but I think like we've we've got to go back to the foundation. That's just what is the word of God the say? Word say? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, this has been a wonderful time. Yay! First I, I'm, I've, I, I've been overjoyed. I've been like, are we doing a podcast? Can I, am, am, am I going to be on? I, I've been super, 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 super excited. excited. And I'm excited for redefining um, relationships this season. And, mm-hmm. and what all of that looks like, whether that's singleness redefined or pursuit or distractions. We've got so many great topics we're going to talk about this season. And I'm super, I'm, I, I really am over, overjoyed. Yay. I really am. Um, but where can you follow Waves Ministries? So you can follow Waves Ministries at Waves Ministry Inc. on Instagram, TikTok, um, wavesministryinc.org on the internet if you're going to our website. We have YouTube, obviously the same thing. So follow us there. If you want to follow us individually, I'm Mrs. Caroline Tomlin, and this is Mr. Michael Tomlin. So we are excited about this season, about redefining relationships, and we can't wait to dig into this topic with you this season. Have an awesome day. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website at wavesministryinc.org and our social media at Waves Ministry Inc. on all social platforms.
Today we hope you will start making waves in your home, community, and world.